Dearly beloved, we're gathered here today to get through this pink called Floyd. Electric guitars on that album and it's a mighty fine one, but I'm here to tell you there's something else. The movie world. A list of never-ending movies. You can never hear the soundtracks. Day or night. So when you load up that app of podcasting thrills, you know the one, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you might be that one guy who listens to the show on an Xbox. <laughs> Instead of asking how much of your time's left, ask him, how does this movie sync with Pink Floyd's 1973 magnum opus, The Dark Side of the Moon? Because in this life, things are much harder than the afterworld. But in this life, you're not on your own. Because I'm Gareth Blackler, and my co-host is James Barron. Welcome to Sync Floyd. Hello, James. Woo! Wow. I just wanted, like, crowd noise to be playing in behind that. <laughs> Holy shit, that was a good intro. Oh, thank hey, you. man, how's it going? It's James, the prince to your pauper, or vice versa? <laughs> we'll find out. I don't know. How's it going? I can't match that intro, but damn, dude. Welcome. Uh, Welcome to the show, everyone. And shout outs you, to you, you, Xbox guy. That rules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I scrolled to, like, you can see how people are listening. I scrolled to the very bottom, and there's, like, unknown which is a huge percentage and they're just above that xbox hell yeah shout shout outs to unknown xbox user get at us listening (laughs) to the boys while you game you clocking in the hours in call of duty (laughs) love it to bits i was thinking like i know on the original xbox you could um load up a cd and then listen to it in your car and grand theft auto yeah. I'm imagining like you get into, you steal a car in Grand Theft Auto and then you change the station and it's just your podcasts and you can just listen to us be like, oh yeah, uh, you've got mail's pretty problematic. <laughs> pretty good, While you're, like, but murdering pretty people. weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I would love that. I hope we're just yeah. hardwired into the game kind of. We're just an oh. extra radio station. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's like, what? what's the secret track hidden in there? <laughs> Between two other radio stations. <laughs> oh my gosh. You gotta, yeah, tune it just right. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of Grand Theft Auto, which is a game by Rockstar Games, oh. we've synced a movie about a rock star. We're talking Purple Rain 1984. Yeah. James, what is your relationship with this movie? Mate, not strong, but I love it. Like, this, this movie rules. I love mm. Prince. <laughs> I love that man. He's a great artist in mm. my life. One of the greatest guitarists of all time, bar none. If you guys, if anyone says any different, I will fight you in the streets. Like, <laughs> come on. It, he's amazing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this movie rips. I saw it a long time ago. Um, it is a lot of fun. And we're going to see how it syncs with the, the Floyd. Gareth, what about you? What's your relationship? Um... So, this was this movie was how I discovered Prince initially, which I would oh, not yeah? recommend. I don't no. think this is a very good introduction, mainly because the two people I know who this was their intro to Prince now don't like Prince. Oh, so, no. Um, yeah, two people I've shown this movie to don't like Prince anymore. Um, but yeah, I love this album. This album is probably, in, no, easily in my top 10 albums of all time. I listen wow. to it like once a week purple rain is a masterpiece i think it's it's an album anyone it's a lot like uh dark side of the moon and they're like i think anyone can enjoy it like anyone can put something on and find something for themselves 
Yeah, I'd hard agree with that. It's very much mm. in the same kind of wheelhouse in that this is like the r- classic referred to Prince album, I would say. Mm. Like, and very much so like for Dark Side of the Moon and, and Pink Floyd, that, that tracks as well. So, mm. yeah, like I don't listen to this album very often. I mostly just jam out to Purple Rain the song. But, oh, yeah. But yeah, fair, fair play to you on that one. Um, yeah, my intro to Prince was the song Little Red Corvette, which I think is nice. just such a banger, by the way. Check that yeah. one out. Um, well, that was that song was how he got to make this movie. It was That song was doing so well that he had enough leverage. Like, he was starting to sell bigger t- venues and stuff. Mm. He had enough leverage to go to Warner Bros and be like, I'm not giving you another album unless you give me a movie to star in. <laughs> Holy shit. The yeah. power move. The balls right? of this man. Holy God. Right? Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And so he got to make this like almost two hour epic of (laughs) his own design for, for an album. And that album went on to be like one of his best selling ever. And like, yeah, yeah. Incredible. Mm. This movie also, I think made 10 times its budget back. Holy shit. Yeah. And, and gave him enough leverage to start directing his own films for his albums um have you seen any of prince's other films james i have not but i would love to i'm sure we'll mm. get to them at some stage on the show but <laughs> yeah. um yeah that's that sounds wonderful i like only found out on this watch that there's a seek a direct sequel to this movie yes um yeah. which i yeah fully didn't know existed uh but man like if it's if it's the same characters and everything i'd love to see where this goes um but yeah. yeah, the only through line between the three movies is Prince loved Jerome from the time <laughs> enough that Jerome <laughs> plays his best friend in the next one. Hell and yeah. And then like comes, like Morris is in the third one as well. Yeah. But you know Jerome's coming back. Damn. I, lo- I yeah. also love Jerome, so that's I'll totally say- fair. <laughs> that's we- hysterical. <laughs> We talk about, like, how sometimes you're watching this movie, because it's such a strange experience, mute, especially in a movie like this. Oh, yeah. To be mute with Pink Floyd playing over it. And sometimes it just makes a different character pop. And this was Jerome's play. Like, Jerome. So into this. I think he just, like, his job is to make a musician look cool. Like, Mm. that's why he's in the band The Time. Yeah. And he just decided he heard Pink Floyd were playing, and he's like, well, make them look cool. And by extension made himself look cool so shout out to you jerome shout out jerome wherever you may be i hope you're mm. still out there doing your thing providing the service to the music industry <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. F- favorite jerome fact other than the fact that prince loved him that much because prince um stopped speaking to morris day after this movie for Ooh. a long stretch but he still loved jerome <laughs> um if you don't know who jerome is jerome is the dancer in the band the time which were a band prince uh wrote a lot of the songs for and his job is essentially he brings out a mirror for the singer to look at and in this movie he just kind of does what the singer tells him yeah um but my favorite jerome fact is they were on tour with prince and uh another band that i'm blanking on the name of the bassist of that band didn't show up for a show so mm. jerome just mimed the bass while prince was backstage playing the actual bass lines <laughs> what that's incredible yeah oh my gosh there's some like blues traveler shit happening that's fantastic <laughs> oh my yeah. god just the the faux bass player man jerome yeah. can do it all what oh. can this guy do i want him in my <laughs> band oh sam <laughs> <laughs> 
I think that's my only shot now of being in a band, is if a band needs a Jerome. <laughs> yeah, man. I can carry a mirror for, like, a good portion of the show. I can, yeah. like, dance and sync, kind of, to <laughs> to you guys. It'll be fine. Like, whether mm. or not I can provide any artistic ability is up for debate, but I sure will help you um, with your artistic endeavours. Uh- <laughs> Should we start a band that's just the two Jeromes, and we just get up on stage and start, like... Holding mirrors up to each other for we, 40 minutes. We just play a CD in the background and just start dancing, both holding enormous mirrors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, and the audience yes. are like, what? And then we just start showing themselves th- in, in the mirror, dancing oh. in the audience. Man. Yeah. They, they say great art shows a mirror to society. So we're right there. Yeah. <laughs> we're definitely doing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. I'd love that. Also, can we just call it the two Jeromes? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) That's very good. Okay. (laughs) Oh, on that note, should we talk about how the film synced up? Eh? Yes, yes. Let's definitely do that. Because there's so much to um, cover. Yeah. We're probably going to encounter a lot of Prince songs that we're not hearing in this play. But I would still love to talk about them and get your opinions. Oh, totally. yeah. I'm going to bring them up when they when they kick in most of the time, unless I've skipped them in my notes, but unlikely. Mm. Um, Good. Yes. Um, the one Prince-Pink Floyd connection is uh, after Prince passed away, David Gilmour, um, former lead singer of Pink Floyd, yeah. played a solo show and he did a mashup of Purple Rain and Comfortably Numb, which oh. seemed pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and then but- someone on the Prince forums, which are an ancient-looking forum, um, <laughs> yes. said, I think Prince would have liked Pink Floyd, and then his reasoning was, I was listening to Pink Floyd and thought, Prince might like this. And all the comments were like, <laughs> why did you say this? Wonderful. Oh, what a, what a stellar take. That's the same mm. kind of level of commentary that we provide. <laughs> it is, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I bet he would have liked this. I bet he would have liked this show, Gareth. Um, uh, he would have. Prince <laughs> liked some weird stuff. Like yeah. he was really into that song. What if God was one of us? I think he covered wow. it. Wow. Yeah. So maybe it's, it's not that I'm just bad sitting in song, Paisley but... Park listening to this. Yeah. 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 Just surrounded by puppets. Yeah. <laughs> this is puppets. Oh. Yeah. We'll yeah. Get let's get it. into this movie. Let's oh. do it. Let's do it. Um, opening title. Speak to me. You know the draw. All that stuff. Uh, yeah, we get the intro from the man himself as Gareth perfectly rend- like rendered <laughs> in the intro for our show. Um, and then, yeah, we dive straight into a performance of the, the man himself, Prince, um, mm. who's called the kid in this, uh, film, by the way, his character. Yes. He's just I, called- Every one of my notes, I wrote Prince, crossed it out and wrote the kid. Yeah. I tend to alternate at random. So just know yeah. that. When I'm talking about Prince, I'm talking about the kid and vice versa. And he's mm. here with his band, The Revolution, who are his band in real life, I believe. Yeah. Um, like uh, they come and go. They were replaced a couple of times yeah. with other bands. But yeah. But yeah, most mostly the core members at the at this like stage in the recording process, obviously. Like yeah. I think these are the this is the crew that did record the album Purple Rain, I think. Yes. Um, yeah. But yeah. And then, yeah, they're doing their track uh, Go Crazy, which is the opening track on this album, or at least in this movie. Uh, thoughts, Gareth? I bloody love this, this I love this film. You guys know that. Yeah. I love the song. The song, usually I'll just put the song on and then end up listening to the whole album. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
it's definitely like he was trying to court a more rock and roll audience on this album. So yeah. this was like his, I can do rock and roll, watch me. And yeah, shreds the guitar. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the great Prince songs about like an apocalypse of some kind as well. Yeah. What do yeah. you think? I'm a big fan. A lot of fun. A lot of grooving around, especially mm. in this dance floor. Very, yes. very much enjoying it. Um, as, oh, yeah. the crowd in this concert. Sorry, I'll let you finish. <laughs> I asked no, you a no, question. That, but I was crowd. basically done. I was just, I had nothing to add <laughs> other than, yeah, it's bloody good. But um, yeah, yeah, we might get stuck in a little in the, it's good. Hello. <laughs> territory yeah, this week. probably. <laughs> um, but the crowd in this, so this a movie starts with these shots of like, a beautiful bunch of 80s new wavy mm. people um, all posing, waiting for the revolution to start. And then, like, yeah, we've got, like, men with huge hair, people who look like they're replicants from Blade Runner. Yeah, fully. Yeah. I was saying that and- these guys were, like, establishing the aesthetic of the film, mm. like, from the get-go, you know? Yeah. Like, it's it's sort of a combination of this and, like, a- sort of classic love story with uh like visiting the countryside and stuff but mm. also everyone looks like they're a replicant like <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's actually it is pretty smart to show this is how everyone dresses everyone dresses like how prince dresses and it makes it easy a little easier when this film gets really melodramatic to accept like why prince is dressed like a alien pirate all the time <laughs> Yeah, man. That's just how he mm. dresses, okay? In fact, yeah. it's like how most people dress. In fact, like everyone has their own pretty like strict aesthetic for the movie. Yeah. Um, I can't think of like a normally dressed person off the top of my head that makes an appearance. Well, I guess like his family, but beyond that, not really. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, oh man. Um, we also get the, the title card for the movie right off the top here, which is just um, over... It's the sweet purple rain font, obviously. Mm. And then it's over just Prince shrouded in fog, like on stage, ready to start the performance. Oh, so yeah. good. Um, they also you- kick in there, like once they finish the intro and start doing their like um, choreographed guitar movements. It is mm. also when the breathe guitars kick in. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Yeah. As soon as we like start getting into the like song proper, we get into the album proper for Pink Floyd. So that's, mm. that's a wee sync there. Um, yeah. Yeah. We also get like some sort of establishing shots of uh, other key characters here. Ap- Apollonia? Apollonia? God, I'm going yeah. to screw that one up definitely. But um, she's here like arriving in town and um, setting up in a hotel across the street from where this uh, performance is taking place. And we also see uh morris day who's like Mm. getting ready for his appearance at the club like pretty last minute um (laughs) i I do really love him just like this is the one time that you see him out of his costume and he's just like muttering around his own home doing like vacuuming and stuff (laughs) i love that (laughs) it's just very strong energy to introduce his character that way Mm. very fun uh yeah what where do we go from here it's just um we, it's very we, tough because most of this film is a concert film. Yes. And, yeah, we've got um, completely different music, often wildly different tempo and genre playing over it. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, I don't envy your notes this week. Yeah, no, it's going to be a struggle. Um, Prince, yeah, so we get we get the kid rolling around on his motorcycle as well. Just a few shots of these, which is like, I would say, 
90% of this movie like can be summed <laughs> up with Prince riding a motorcycle through the countryside. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just, but he's also, yeah, like dressed in exactly what he's currently wearing on stage, mm-hmm. which is this like velvet purple suit with white cravat, <laughs> but he's just on a motorbike. It's so good. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just, we just start this movie with a music video and it's just like, okay, we're ready. Just yeah. setting the tone um and yeah we get into on the run um here uh continuing like mid performance this is like a fairly long song compared to the opening tracks of uh pink floyd's dark side of the moon Mm. and um it's an extended version of let's go crazy yeah for sure yeah and we get into um yeah morris arriving at the club ready for his performance because uh prince and the revolution and uh morris day and the time are both uh, effectively house musicians here at yeah. this club, which I think is called Seventh Avenue Nightclub. Is that correct? Um, I think it's First Avenue. Okay. It's one of the I two. I think the real one was definitely First Avenue. I don't know if this one is also First Avenue. No, you're right. It is First Avenue. I'm seeing. Yeah. Made that, made up that seventh. Don't know where I grabbed that. <laughs> um, the one was just very thin. No, the one was very thick. Looks like a seven. Yeah. Just a big old one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, so Morris arrives and uh, gets ready for his performance. And like, we are immediately setting him, him up as the like direct rival because mm. he starts just like bad mouthing uh, the other band <laughs> immediately. And um, Ap- Apollonia comes in to see what's going on at this club and tries to get in because she wants to see the manager and like try and get a gig here at the mm. club. She like sneaks her way in uh jamming her foot in the door which looked exceptionally painful um but some pretty bold moves just to rock up to a new town staying in a hotel go to the nearest club and be like give me a job (laughs) yeah especially like within an hour of you arriving to the town as well yeah bold as brass i love it Mm. um and yeah we get uh as we're like wrapping up on the run uh, with the, the other band is just wrapping up their song just with a huge solo as we get to the, the crash sound and on the run and mm. everyone's, everyone's loving it. And yeah, th- someone in the crowd is shaking their own tambourine that they've brought from home. Hell yeah. That's very <laughs> yeah. good, man. I don't know how I would feel if I was, if I was performing and it, I, I think that very much depends on the size of the venue. If yeah. you bring your, if, people in the audience have brought their own instruments from from home you don't want everyone to do that you don't want like <laughs> ten thousand tambourines yeah because i feel like that would be a huge like sort of vuvuzela at a soccer game situation yeah um, man fair enough shout out to that person though that's yeah very powerful a uh, band that would need that is the two Jeromes, because oh, we don't yeah. have any instruments. We, that's very good. Yes, we heavily encourage audience members <laughs> to bring their own instruments, because we didn't bring any. We yeah. only brought these huge mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we also get the uh, the clocks and time now coming in uh, for the mm. intro there, just as the song ends. So, to give perspective, we're, like, pretty much almost all the way through like at least halfway through side a before the first song ends yeah um so yeah (laughs) that's just that gives you a little perspective on the pacing on of this movie i would say yes yeah very 
keep your minds on the pacing, listeners, because it is buck wild. Oh, yeah. Essentially, I might as well give it away now. A lot of this film got cut. So, man, um, I think it was going to be much longer. So all the concert footage stayed. Good. But a lot of the film itself got cut because um, it was when they handed in the first cut, it was completely X rated. Whoa. Yeah. That, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Like I mm. can, I can sort of feel that like hinting in the background. Yeah. Where, Cause yeah, what we actually get for like a Prince movie is pretty tame. Um, yeah. In, ter- in terms of like sexual implication, but yeah, um, <laughs> But yeah, like I, I kind of was expecting more from that. So it, it doesn't surprise me that a lot of it was left on the cutting room floor at Warner Brothers being like, yeah. we, we just can't full show this fucking <laughs> full 30 minute sex scene, Prince. I'm really sorry. And he's like, it's but, important. <laughs> yeah, it's for the art. Yeah. But like, I do feel like they were probably tried to do that thing. Apparently Game of Thrones was really bad of where a lot of the plot got described during the sex scenes. Cause ah. it does feel like a lot is missing in this movie, especially a lot of character motivation and the sense of time yeah. um, mm. passing. Like there's a lot of that time, oh, yeah. but not a lot of ideas Actual on time. time itself. Yeah. yeah. So I imagine maybe there was a lot of like scenes where, you know, People explained things a bit better, but someone's butt was just in shot or something, so they had to cut it. Who's to say? (laughs) I love the strategy at the very least. Mm. (laughs) It gave the editor a hell of a time, but anyway. Uh, Speaking of time, though, we're back with time, the song, and also the Mm. band at the same time are playing here. The time is playing to time, and I'm very happy about that. Um, Yeah, that is pretty perfect. Yeah. And you. like considering it's an extended version of let's go crazy like you gotta wonder was this intentional? yeah they pushed it out so that we could get the time for the time and that's yeah. pretty pretty nice um mm. but yeah they're getting up there um doing their thing uh we're getting just like the ominous chords of time coming in but they're doing uh their like style as we said was like we've got jerome dancing with his mirror um, but they do a lot of like dancing in sync with each other, which I really yeah. appreciate. That's like half the act. Um, yeah. But yeah, their whole deal is that they, they have these fun songs and want people to get up on their feet and jump around and stuff. Seems cool. Mm. Yeah. I really enjoyed the Times music. Yeah. Considering, again, it was a weird introduction to, hey, here's the villain in this film. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. Kind of love how like down Morris Day is to be a villain in, in mm. this. Like he's. He's not led like letting anything by. <laughs> he comes off <laughs> as pretty, pretty intense and nasty. Um, yeah, but but is fine with that, even though he's playing himself and his <laughs> yeah. full real band and career hinges on this movie. Like, yeah, damn, powerful. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, he's definitely someone who thinks he's in a different film to the one Prince thinks he's in. Like, yeah, Prince is so. in a very melodramatic, serious film, and yeah. Morris Day is like in a fun kind of comedy, which I think, yeah, considering there's only I think three actual actors, professional actors in this whole film, <laughs> um, Apollonia and the kids' parents. Mm. I think it was probably smarter on Morris's side to try to play a comedy as opposed to what Prince is up to. Yeah, it fully cuts yeah. through the tension. I feel like it would be a weaker film without him, for sure. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, it did. He'd like provide. It's not like he's providing comic relief or anything. It's just that he's like a bit of a goofy guy, and mm. other characters in this in the show, well, in the show, in the film, are able to like take him a little bit less seriously than whatever they're dealing with. It's like yeah, yeah it makes things a bit easier. Um, but yeah, anyway, he's given his performance with the time, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, they're pretty much in like near double time to the song time as well like they're like they're dancing syncs up some of the time not very much but um when it does it's like twice the tempo of the song time so that's cool yeah Um, yeah so some of the time the time is in time with time yes that's how i would say it uh given the opportunity during this performance um the kid has gone into the crowd and um comes across apollonia and just sort of like stares at her from across the Mm. way and then creeps up behind her and just stares over his like enormous sunglasses (laughs) like and uh she turns around to like speak to him because he's being weird and he's disappeared it's very like it's very batman for some reason (laughs) and it's also like not the not the last comparison to batman i'm gonna make (laughs) Um, so get ready for that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, we get the guitar solo, um, over, um, for, for time as, uh, Prince is heading home on his bike, um, rocks up to his house and he's overhears this like very intense argument between his mother and father and rushes in to stop like the domestic abuse that is breaking out. Um, yeah, pretty rough stuff, uh, that is, yeah, it's a sharp turn in this film. Oh, yeah. You're coming off this, like, really fun time performance and just, like, walking into this harrowing scene of awful domestic violence where, yeah, yeah like, Prince just, like, intervenes and gets beaten up instead of his mum. Uh, yeah, like, taking the brunt of the beating to protect his mother because, yeah. We'll find out more about it later, but effectively his father is this, like, disgraced musician who... Mm. Uh, I guess it's like I think the implication that he's turned to drink and has like gone into a depression um, over his failed yeah. career and things like that. But yeah, is taking it out on basically everyone around him, everyone that he mm. loves. It's pretty awful. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah. Prince really wanted this film to be way darker than it is as well. Which, considering some of these scenes are very dark, yeah, is a bit of a worry. Damn. I think that was part of um, when they brought in the director. He was just like. Okay, we gotta tone this back a little, Prince. Yeah, the more you're telling me, the more it sounds like it was like almost a noir before all these edits. Like it's got it's got the sex, it's got the like serious violence in there. Like, like it's it sounds like it could well be that like a film noir kind of thing, but also a concert yeah. film, which would have been pretty wild. Um, anyway, you might be onto something with that because his follow up film was entirely in black and white and well, there looks here in noir film noir mm. noiry. So yeah. yeah. Maybe. And um, the haters thought we weren't going to celebrate Noir Vember, but there you go. <laughs> oh, man. Noir Vember? Man. Yeah. Not a bad call. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, we've got- uh, Yeah. So, there's a meeting the following day between um, Morris and the club owner, Billy, who yeah. was- It pretty much is my favorite character other than Jerome. <laughs> um, yeah. So, he owns the First Avenue and is just this- this dude who's just has a business and it's going fine. Uh, I love him. He's just got a good energy about him. Good aesthetic mm. too. 
Um, <laughs> pretty much every time we see him, he's got these like enormous white rimmed glasses on, um, which are fantastic. Uh, yeah. He's just got a great vibe. Uh, <laughs> this is the second film in a row where you're- one of your favorite characters has been someone who's entirely dressed in track suits at all times. Yeah, man. Listen, I like, I know what I like. I just, yeah, <laughs> I like, I like a character who is comfortable in the film that they're in. All right. Mm. And they just, they know how to, <laughs> they know how to dress. <laughs> they know what they want in life and they're loving it. That's all they yeah. need. You know, like in house, it was that fantastic teacher that was only around for one scene. Yeah. But like you got all the information you need and they're like, all right, see ya. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, so fair enough. Mm. I fully stand by my my stance there. <laughs> <laughs> Look out for the Sink Floyd tracksuits available. Soon. Oh, my God, please. That would actually be perfect for the show. <laughs> Holy shit. They say sink on one side and Floyd on the other and you like zip Ooh. them together. Holy shit. Yeah. Because what is a zip but the sinking of fabric? Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so these guys are discussing like business at the nightclub. We get actually quite a bit of like um, of information here where mm. um, there are three house bands at the, at the First Avenue and- uh, they're all uh, vying for attention here and they've sort of got a good thing going where um, Billy's paying them all and they play pretty much, I think, every night. Like, Yeah, like two songs each every night, which is yeah. wild. It's quite a lot, but like also weirdly short sets. I guess the songs yeah. are long, so it's fine. Um, but anyway, uh, uh, Morris is like basically vying for the prince and the revolution to be removed so mm. that he can um get another one of his groups in on the action here because he's like he forms his own music groups like he formed the time and he wants to start uh venturing into other bands and stuff and so he's mm. wanting to like encroach in on that space i think mainly just like out of rivalry but um anyway uh he also gives us the info about um the kid's father um prince's father and uh who yeah that he was this mus musician who threw away his career and destroyed his life etc um mm. so yeah we get all that very quickly um and yeah he also like pitches the idea of a of a ladies group um playing at the at the club and he wants to put that together as a potential option for Billy. Yeah. And Billy's like, yeah, that'd be cool. All right, cool. Sort it out. <laughs> Billy does say my favorite line of his, one of my favorite lines of his where he's just like, sexy but not dirty. I've got enough problems. Fair enough, yeah. Like, <laughs> Billy, what are these problems? Mate, looking at every, like, all the performances in this movie, like, and his stance on most of what happens, like, that tracks to his character. Yeah. Sexy but not dirty is something that he stands by. And I can mm -hmm. respect that. Just like I stand by him. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh. Here we go. Don't so watch the sequel then, because um, oh, no. the main plot line is that Billy died. No! Oh, yeah. That's awful news. I'm sorry. Oh, well. Um, you can pretend it's not canon. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen it, so it's not canon in my mind until it Whoa. exists. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, he proposes that girls group and they're like, okay, cool. Let's, let's go. Um, the kid uh, goes to uh, rehearse. At, after like like nothing has happened the night before he just goes to the um the first avenue again to um 
rehearse with the band. But yeah. uh, because he's so late after what happened, uh, basically everyone's gone home except the two girls in the band, uh, Wendy and Lisa, I think, are, are their names. Yeah. Um, who are like playing some material that he hasn't heard before. Um, and yeah, hanging out here. Uh, so yeah, I think I may have mixed this up actually, but anyway, they, um, cause he gets handed a demo of their material, um, mm. which he doesn't listen to Prince for whatever reason, like shuts down these ideas all the time in the band when they're putting forward ideas for songs. And he's like, no, it's my way or the highway, which is like a yeah. weird thing for the protagonist of your movie to do. Um, but yeah. anyway, it's a weird thing all round in that, like, Prince wrote all of the music for this film. Like, every band yeah. has Prince's music. And, like, he wrote the title song Purple Rain, and yet in the film he didn't write it, and it's the song that changes everyone's mind. So yeah. it's an interesting ego play to it do. Especially the idea that he's not going to take anyone else's feedback, which is famously, like, a real-life Prince thing. So yeah. he's like aware of it enough to have it in his film but they're not aware of it to like change yeah that's pretty wild mm. <laughs> man oh well <laughs> never mind maybe <laughs> maybe if, if you watched it a few more times you would have learned but anyway <laughs> yeah um yeah so they yeah he gets handed this demo of their song and he, i think he gives it like a little listen and a little bit but it's just like some like smooth rhythm guitar kind of stuff over synth and that's sort of it um yeah but yeah um so yeah we get into great gig now and there are more rehearsals taking place for um morris's group uh, i think he's either doing auditions here for um the girls group that he wants to put together or he's just um messing with members of his own band i'm not entirely <laughs> sure but this is mm. establishing him as a bit of a jerk uh, because he's like objectifying these ladies as they're doing their dance and like he says that like he doesn't let them come up with their own uh, dance routine. So he has a similar sort of like ego trip kind of thing going on, but he's the villain. Like, yeah, that's it's weird. It's weird that they have the same problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, he's here with Jerome, um, who's just sort of like hanging out being his assistant. Um, mm. And yeah, he says that he's going to go and talent scout this Apollonia character who he saw at the club gonna go find her which like they didn't interact in the film so it's wild <laughs> yeah. i'm pretty sure that when she was in the club he was performing so it's pretty wild <laughs> that he knows about it but anyway mm -hmm. um yeah as and then they, he's like going about his uh business uh walking down the street and he gets accosted by this lady who he was supposed to take out um but stood up and jerome mm. picks her up and throws her in a skip yeah. jesus messed up he just so like messed up abducts this woman and throws her in a bin uh shady as fuck probably and i might be wrong it looks like he's then about to lock her in the bin but it cuts yeah. away and then when it cuts back she's standing up and she's like being like oh half laughing like oh morris yeah like to try to make it kind of okay but it's very not I feel okay like, yeah there was probably two versions of that, one of which where she got locked in a bin. <laughs> so, yeah. oh dear. Um, but yeah, it's very strange. Um, we also like cut from here to another scene, which like has no like preamble at all, where um, 
uh, Apollonia and uh, the kid are in like the mall together, like mm. seemingly just like on a date or something, uh, like interacting and because he's um, like sort of teasing her and messing with her a bit. Um, he steals a bangle from like off of her boot, uh, yeah. a little like gold chain thing, and then uh, tosses it back to her once he's had like his fun messing with her. And they walk up to this like crazy, obviously a Prince guitar in <laughs> yeah. a shop window, which is hysterical. It's this like enormous white guitar with like a curly Q coming off of it. Um, hilarious that this is just <laughs> for sale. And he's like, yeah, that, that, I could, I could rock that. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then, this yeah. movie is so set in a world where Prince must exist because everything is very Prince inspired. But yes. Then- yeah the world built too much to unpack yeah yeah it's it's a truman show situation but for prince (laughs) and we're the ones enjoying it um Mm. (laughs) yeah uh so yeah we get into more of the meat and potatoes of this movie with just prince riding around on his motorcycle um feeling (laughs) feelings um and we've got apollonia on the back along for the ride also having a good time here pretty easy breezy good times for great gig honestly Mm. um like probably not a tone match and that like great gig has a bit more drama than this sort of easygoing sequence but that's fine um we do go into money here as well and yeah uh, their bike ride to this lake takes so long (laughs) oh yeah it's it's a lot of shots of them just Mm. riding around like this quite nice uh autumn autumnal area uh, yeah. with mountains and stuff they rock up on a lake um once we're in money to hang out and he pranks her the classic jump into the lake prank <laughs> oh yeah um yeah it's pretty funny as well seeing these guys like in full motorcycle leathers rock up on this lake they just look like they've dropped like dropped down from space kind of but absolutely yeah it's very nice um yeah, so he sort of like goads her into jumping into this uh, this mythical lake so that they can be together. Like, it, there's no one that could be with him that hasn't jumped into this lake. And when she does it, he's like, "Oh wait, that isn't the lake, Lamal. Yeah. It's a different lake." Uh, classic. <laughs> yeah, weird. It's, it's really weird. So they shot this all in the winter. Oh my god. And yeah, Apollonia actually did strip off and jump into the lake. Yeah. And she was like, cool, I don't know if that take was good, let me do it again. And Prince was like, no. Like, Prince, Prince's character was all like, yeah, jump into the lake. Yeah. But, like, real Prince was like, guys, we've got to shoot this somewhere else. And they apparently, like, wow. waited until they could go to LA and shot it again. Oh. On, like, a fine, warm lake. That's very kind, honestly. Like, mm. good good health concerns there from <laughs> from Prince. I appreciate that. Because, yeah, she is, like, diving into this freezing lake. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, basically naked. She's got underwear on, but that's about it. Um, mm. And, and then- I feel so sorry for her because the, like, the character Apollonia then gets out of this freezing water. Yeah. Prince ditches her on his bike and she has to get back into her leather. Oh, my God. Yeah. A true nightmare. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, just forcing on leather clothes on a riverbank, abandoned mm. by the person that you were kind of into. This is a terrible yeah. first date. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, it's it like, he eventually, like, comes back around and picks her up, which, thank God. Um, mm. But does the thing where he, like, 
is in the moving car and as the person reaches for the door handle like you drive forward a little bit like that but on a motorcycle yeah <laughs> um yeah just more bloody pranks is prince the prankster i don't know <laughs> um yeah just a, yeah I don't know didn't i'm the it, kid and welcome to jackass yeah <laughs> It didn't endear me to him personally, no, but um, not at all. it's pretty clear that they do have chemistry despite all of this. So, mm. you know, <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> um, yeah, so <laughs> they get uh, we cut back to, I think, another performance at the club where um, Morris is hiding out at the at backstage trying mm. to set up a situation where um, if uh, Jerome sees Apollonia in the audience, he'll give uh, a password and they have a full on who's on first routine yeah. here which is a lot of fun it's like it's the same joke but like mm. it's it's good it's still a good yeah. joke guys <laughs> and um yeah they, they set the password to be what and it pays off I'm, i was happy with it um mm. yeah speaking of what yeah, I, go- I bloody loved it i think it's just the power of jerome but i found this funnier than who's on first <laughs> wow than the classic <laughs> who's on first routine man i'll say it jerome is the greatest comedian of all time wow <laughs> Not, um, you don't even need to understand baseball to get this version of it you just need to understand music <laughs> I think that might have been it. Not even that. Just or like passwords. meeting a person. <laughs> yeah. Know? That's all you need We've to understand. We've all met people. Yeah. You, you need to have met a person before and know what a password is. Mm. <laughs> Which in today's day and age is pretty likely. Um, so yeah. he, was, he was just ahead of his time, Jerome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, we go, uh, we go into Us and Them. For a very vibey, uh, red lit crowd, um, yeah. like all lit up with their arms in the air, and um, we get a performance from the third band, the third house band, um, who are Des Dickerson and the Modern Airs, Ooh, Gareth, and yeah. they're playing their song "Modern Air," <laughs> <laughs> which I have no strong opinions on. <laughs> no, um, neither. no, these guys sort of look like. If the strokes were in the 80s exclusively and then like mm. disappeared off the face of the earth after that, like that's the impression that I get from these guys. Um, I like that, yeah, yeah. But they also the strokes d- fell into a time machine one afternoon and became the third band at First Avenue, yeah, exactly. They are also doing um the same thing that the time do and that they're all moving the guitars in sequence and stuff like that, mm. you know, which is fun, but. You know, yeah. they aren't as good as the other two bands. If anyone, <laughs> like, at the end of this movie, when, like, one of the bands has to get kicked out, pretty sure it's Des Dickerson in the modern years. Yeah, it's so funny that um, Billy refuses to even acknowledge kicking them out. <laughs> like, yeah. They must be Billy's vibe. They must Sexy be. Sexy but not dirty. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The true modern year grind set. <laughs> 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 oh, my Lord. Um, but, yeah, so- we go uh, backstage and, um, yeah, this is where we get the the members of um, uh, Wendy and Lisa uh, approach the kid about the demo that they wrote. They're like, so you got that demo. Um, what did you think? And he's like, he's basically says nothing about it, doesn't even want yeah. to talk about it. And they uh, pretty rightly accuse him of like never taking the material that they put forward seriously. Pretty awful. And, mm. like, he, like, chastises them by talking through a little, like, 
hand puppet thing like a a little puppet that's hidden in a cone you know yeah a little vampire puppet which is terrifying when you're seeing it to pink floyd oh yeah it's no good like way too many puppets in this movie like that i'm not okay with it like puppets in general i feel like are are scary and and Mm. strange creatures but yeah. Prince, Prince must just have a have a fixation with them because they get a lot of screen time, like like quite a bit. They dot they're dotted around his like inner sanctum. So yeah, you know, yeah, um, but yeah. It's, it's like uh, I once I just had a flash when you said puppets. I think it was in Melbourne. I was in an art gallery by myself and i walked around a corner and it was just a room full of puppets and it was the scariest thing that's ever happened to me that's awful i'm so sorry yeah they didn't even look like they were art i think it was just someone left their puppets behind oh no Mm. (laughs) discarded puppets are far scarier than yeah than intentional puppets yeah that's for sure oh my gosh um but yeah uh so yeah they're pretty rightly pissed off and like Mm. take off in a huff and uh yeah the he also like talks to the other bandmates who are basically indifferent about this whole thing they're pretty like nasty they're just like the the guy members of the band are just like girls man yeah what are they like and i'm like that's not good (laughs) and that's like the only thing they offer through this whole movie as well yeah bobby z the drummer looks like a little uncomfortable but does nothing mm-hmm. brown mark the bassist has no lines and then dr fink who if you don't know anything about prince dr fink is the keyboardist who dresses like a surgeon yes <laughs> which oh. does make him probably the most normally dressed person in this movie <laughs> true <laughs> i like you know, to there imagine are a lot of surgeons yeah i like to imagine going him going off during the day and just doing surgery like he as he's a real doctor doctor thing yeah and this is just his night gig <laughs> yeah the fact that um billy runs a club where you have to perform two songs a night is really messing with his surgical career yeah <laughs> he's like man i'm needed in theater and then i'm needed at the theater i don't know what i need to do oh my god i love yeah. him um dr fink is the yeah he gets one line and it's like atrociously sexist yeah so. it's really terrible so yeah. man I, I, imagine he had more lines that weren't quite as bad and they were cut but hard to know for sure dr fink <laughs> they you were less us. sexist but they were x-rated so they had to be cut. <laughs> yeah he was just like speaking about like his philosophy, like his philosophy and uh, thoughts on the world, just as like butts are bobbing in the background. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "Damn it, of course that oh. would be cut." Now I look like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Man, poor doctor. Think. <laughs> mm. Uh, yeah, so it's, yeah, I didn't like that they were basically indifferent about their own band members. There's a lot of tension in this band to begin with. Um, yeah. But yeah, no one's helping anyone out. And I think that makes for a poor band dynamic. Mm. Um, the two anyway, Jeromes won't be like that. Fuck no. Um, if anything, we'll just take a good hard look in the mirror and get our problems <laughs> sorted. So, exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. So, um, Jerome sees Apollonia on the dance floor and deploys the password, um, <laughs> which uh, immediately fails, of course, because Morris was uh, playing the straight man in that bit earlier, so he's no idea what's going on. Um, but he sees her and goes over um, to sort of court her. Um, 
And Morris is a man who likes to mix business and pleasure as much as possible to the point where that Venn diagram is a circle. And (laughs) he like, uh, instead of like bringing up that he wants her for the girl group, he just sort of like tries to get with her. (laughs) Mm. Um, uh, Yeah, he like gets bottle service taken over to uh, the table and starts acting like this big shot kind of guy. Um, and yeah, just effectively just tries to seduce her, but, um, she is not falling for any of his lines. In fact, like the way that he's describing the things that he thinks is are really cool. Like he's got this bronze water bed or whatever. She thinks <laughs> yeah. that these are like pretty funny jokes, you know, like, mm. which is good. Like, <laughs> thank goodness. Because if she realized that he was being earnest and creepy, like that would be much worse. <laughs> Um, but anyway uh so he doesn't really get anywhere in this sequence but that's fine um yeah we get into the performance because now it's time for the revolution to be on stage yeah and um yeah we're in any color you like in our pink floyd album and Mm. uh yeah we get a performance of the beautiful ones which is another one of my favorite prince songs by the way so Um, good this one is so good just the opening the like baby 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 is something that i sing to myself all the time um yeah it's it's a good one and also the the direction for this performance is one of my favorites in the movie and that um Mm. it's just all like pink and blue lights that alternate and cross over each other which is like on theme for Prince, obviously, with the like yeah. whole and androgyny kind of angle. Um and yeah, like it's it's really stunning. It just looks really good for the performance. Um but yeah. Thoughts on the song? Like you, you said that you were into it as well, but any further things to add? Oh, I yeah, I absolutely adore it. I love that it builds. It's a weird yeah. choice to be track three on his album, but yeah. I'm all for it. Um yeah, and it's it is this performance that I think got this song. It was like yeah, it was two things. It was a weird love triangle I was in when I was much younger. Got me into mm. this song, wow. and also this um, performance in this movie. The fact like Prince ends it like writhing on the ground like uncontrollably um, because of the like the passion. Yes, and yeah, he's like he's singing it to. It's like another huge emotional jump in this film and that he's singing it to Apollonia and Morris being like, you know, do you want Morris or do you yeah. want me? But um, the eyeline hmm. is a little weird in this film and you can't tell that he's looking at her. He's like looking slightly no. in the wrong place. And also in the other direction, there's a blonde lady sitting behind Apollonia who's like clearly thinking the songs about her. <laughs> she's like <laughs> paying more and more attention as it goes on and like her eyelines kind of looking more at prince than apollonia's oh it's so funny <laughs> i really like that read on it that's wonderful because yeah. that's almost true to what that kind of performance would be like you know mm. like there's no way she could know that like just because we're in a movie <laughs> like we know that it's directed to her but yeah but basically everyone in the audience would be feeling the same way regardless like this song's about me man yeah <laughs> well especially like a small town i assume and like you know the kids performing every night Mm. and like everyone who goes to the club probably sees him a lot this girl might actually like run into prince a couple times of the kids sorry at the like frozen yogurt stand or something and be like oh man we really hit it off and now he's singing the beautiful ones about me 
Yeah. Oh, I'm in a love triangle with the kid, man. <laughs> the kid there and the go. guy at the frozen yogurt store. Oh, quick aside. What kind of frozen yogurt would Prince like the most? Oh. Oh. Because it could go either way. He's either going all sweet or he's going like an interesting mix of like healthy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I reckon feeling... he's mostly toppings. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm feeling like lychee is way too heavily involved. In yes. What... Yeah. In whatever he's doing, but I can respect it. It probably tastes really good, but like be very weird at the same time. Mm. Um, it's like a lychee base instead of the yogurt, and then yeah. he puts the yogurt, like drizzles that just on top. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm down. That sounds wonderful. Follow up. <laughs> yeah. What uh, frozen yogurt would Pink Floyd have? Oh, um, I don't know if they do it at frozen yogurt places, but if there's a way to like drizzle. I want to say, like, some chocolate on it that forms a shell. I guess like a wall. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then inside, just plain vanilla. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that analogy that they're just like the Mr. Mr. Whippy ice cream that's the chalk dip and nothing else. Like, give me plain (laughs) vanilla ice cream dipped in chocolate. Um, and if we're really excited, a flake, like, <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that energy from Pink Floyd. That's perfect. Uh, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> I do wonder like what the Pink Floyd fans who listen think about us and what we think of Pink Floyd. Oh, by now they know. No, I'm sure yeah. it's fine. <laughs> if you're offended, please direct all complaints to, uh, Gareth Blackler. No, no. <laughs> Nah, to to uh, SinkFloydPod at gmail.com. Um, anyway. Uh, no, please, please direct all your complaints to the band Pink Floyd. Know that they yeah. did this to themselves. Get them to sort us out, because they probably yeah. could. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if they wanted to, we, we could be out of here, Gareth. Oh, if, Pink Floyd if- could ruin our lives with, like... And we could, they could ruin our lives and it won't even be the biggest part of their day. Like, they'll yeah. forget they ruined our lives by the end of the exactly. week. Exactly. And if that's my legacy, Gareth, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm ready to <laughs> yeah, stand so. stand under the finger and be crushed to death like the gnat that I am. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Amazing. Um, anyway, we cut back to the <laughs> sweet performance, uh, which, yes, has, bring, has brought Apollonia to tears uh, watching mm. along. Um, pretty good. So, yeah, um, winning her over. And yeah. also, this is one where they just play one song and that's the set. They just get yeah. up and leave. And Billy's and backstage- they're so proud of themselves. Yeah, Billy's backstage being like, what the fuck? That's not what I pay you for. And they're like, oh, Billy. Billy, you don't understand the whims of the musician. This is just <laughs> how it be, Billy. It'll be fine. Keep them wanting more, Billy. <laughs> and yeah, he's just like, god damn it. <laughs> now i need to get like a, yeah oh now i need to figure something else out more drinks i guess um but yeah uh after the performance um the kid and apollonia head off together on um his bike to mm. for the night uh and he goes home and he see they see um the kid's parents sort of like making out on the couch they have this very strange uh intense relationship his parents mm. where like they love each other and hate each other at the same time and yeah it's it's not good they're constantly at no. each other's throats in basically every way um but yeah uh so yeah they can't sort of go in there and so we sneak into 
uh, Prince's like secret little hideaway in his basement, his mm. inner sanctum is what I call it, which is um, his little sanctuary. Um, it's full of like instruments and weird puppets. And- <laughs> Mostly puppets. And music and uh, records and shelves of like weird potions and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's pretty cool down here. Uh, I, I would hang out in this little basement, despite the puppets. Um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So he's he's heading down here as we're like sort of in um, brain damage for this going into eclipse. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they. Um, get closer together and uh prince does this weird like hypnotic kind of gestures um yeah. as as they discuss uh like with who that song was for um the previous song that we're from the club and yeah it's it's sort of hard to read what's going on but um yeah either way <laughs> they yeah. they end up getting prince together prince is also playing her music of like some synths and drum machines and a woman crying backwards. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is all very spooky, especially now we're getting into just the heartbeats by Pink, of Pink Floyd. Yeah. It's not great. Um, mm. He's gearing up for speak to me. This is Prince's speak to me, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's some kind of like weird, like audio experience that he's got but either way it leads Mm. to them kissing as over the silence and heartbeats so yeah as we as we go into playthrough two and we sort of get Mm. what would be i imagine a drawn out love scene in a sort of the room kind of fashion if it wouldn't would cut down by the the rules lawyers at bloody (laughs) warner brothers the prudes Mm. um (laughs) on the censorship board Good lord, because um, it's pretty tame. It's he's sort of just like feeling her up. It's not really anything going on here, but yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, and that's all we get. We even fade to black, like to further prove that there was more going on. <laughs> but and there yeah. clearly is more going on because later on there's a montage of scenes we've seen before and some yeah. scenes that we haven't, and they're making love in a barn, which yeah. In the timeline of the film, they've only been together for one night. So at some point overnight, like after finishing a concert and <laughs> they before up getting up early. Yeah, they drive to some bar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there's an implied like long-term relationship that occurs here um, because we don't at all see it. Like mm. there's, there's definitely because he has flashbacks. Maybe it's they're just like projections of what he thought the relationship could be in that sequence. Yeah. It's hard to say um, without like he's proper- been out scoping a barn for lovemaking he's like this will do and like nods at the farmer and the farmer's like oh no he's back (laughs) back again god damn it (laughs) let my chickens roost prince (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah so um we we get into into the playthrough too and um Coming to breathe as we get that fade out. And then, yeah, we return Apollonia to her home um, or to her hotel across from First Avenue. And, yeah, the kid, again, just goes to rehearse at the club because he's just got nothing going on and mm. um, walks in on the girls playing their demo again and, like, fucking chastises them again. Just, like, so rude. He's just, yeah. says, I'm, he says, I'm, I, I told you I'm not going to do your stupid music. Now get off it, 
which mm. saying get off it is like a fuck you is pretty pretty good i like that yeah right? <laughs> very prince we need to bring that back get off it <laughs> it's very good mm, um, i like it yeah i guess it's like get off my back but i don't know it's yeah it's, get off it's, the idea but that's yeah. Like, yeah a good strong it doesn't get matter off it. yeah We're even wondering <laughs> exactly they're like what <laughs> uh but yeah, uh, anyway, they're, they're again upset and l- I think leave the band for real in this instance as well. They just head off and they're like, fuck your practice. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I yeah. think also most of the band have already left because the kid was late again. Yeah. So- he's too busy <laughs> scoping barns and like yeah. having sex fade to black, you know, like <laughs> he's busy. So, yeah. yeah he-, he dropped Apollonia off, drove to a couple barns of his real estate agent had a good look and then yep. yeah showed up for band practice and bobby z and yeah. um think were at surgery so yeah they had to yeah. end it <laughs> exactly i've got a nine o'clock appo- uh, appendicitis <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> appointment that's not an appendectomy that's what i was trying to say anyway good on you for knowing the word oh, uh, <laughs> i know i know the wrong word and then the right word that's the james Barron <laughs> guarantee um <laughs> Yeah, Apollonia um, is sort of like picked up outside of her hotel. Jerome and Morris roll up in their car. And again, rather than just like telling her what he wants, he just hits on her again. It's like a compulsion for Morris, I think. It's really funny. Um, But she like turns him down because he's being like a nightmare sleazeball guy. And he's like, all right. Oh, sorry. I'll get out of the car and chase you down the street and actually propose a, a business relationship. <laughs> He's like, do you want to be in this in this girl group that I'm putting together? It'd be pretty cool. I know that you're a, a singer and a dancer and do you want to have a shot at, because um, I know that you're looking. I think it'd be cool. And she's like, just a business relationship, right? And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Um, and <laughs> And, um, yeah, we cut from there to, um, the kid who's listening to the tape again, the like demo reel he's giving, he is giving it a chance and that like he, he mm. listens to it. Like this is, I think of the second time that he listens to it in the film, but he doesn't really get anywhere with it. And he's just sort of like skipping backwards and forwards through it. Um, but yeah, uh, and he, uh, closes his eyes as he's listening to this, but, uh, upstairs and overhead, overhead, um, he hears his parents like arguing and yeah. and fighting uh, again. And this fight continues down into the basement um, where he is. And yeah, his his mum gets slapped in the face in front of him. It's pretty awful. Uh, just, mm. He's just a super scary guy. This, this like performance done by the dad here is so convincing and so mm. like rough like every time it it happens it's so jarring with the rest of the movie that like it's yeah it, it really stands to prove like how awful this is and how like well done this performance is because it like freaks me out every single time yeah um, but yeah. yeah i think the dad being one of the only pro actors the mum and the dad yeah like it really brings it to life and like this dad's like yeah he's coated in sweat his eyes are red as he's crying yeah. the whole time it's that is truly terrifying. It's awful, yeah. He, like, launches into this, like, monologue of basically saying that, like, he's the victim in this situation. And, like, yeah. his family don't back him and they don't believe in him. And that's the reason why he la- lashes out. And 
he says that like uh, he delivers the line, I would die for you. Like saying like that he loves them so much, but like also like hates them for not giving him like the respect he deserves or whatever, I think is the idea. It's all kinds of fucked. Like, yeah, it's awful. Yeah. And that happens over the crash sound and on the run. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just sort of to undercut like what is actually a really serious scene. Like it did have mm. a sink for me, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, uh, oh. you know. <laughs> the show is still happening unfortunately yeah uh the things that we don't want to report for you folks yeah and things are too upsetting uh but yeah it was it's a very powerful scene in the movie this this Mm. bit in particular i thought just um but a lot of the a lot of the scenes with the dad really really hard to watch um but yeah. yeah uh also completely scenes i'd kind of forgotten or glossed over until these watches oh yeah and i was like oh yeah very upsetting moments yeah when you're paying such close attention to everything that happens you like usually would be like oh yeah this is just the fun like um prince uh concert movie where you get to see yeah. all the all of his hits and it's got morris and it's got billy and you know it's a lot of fun um but then also there's a horrific <laughs> domestic violence subplot you know like yeah yeah uh <laughs> Yeah, I will say, like, if someone does want to get into Prince visually, there's a concert from this Purple Rain era, which Mm. comes and goes on streaming services. Um, Oh, yeah? So, if you catch it at the right time and the moon's shining Is it the Super Bowl one, or? Is it the Super Bowl? Yeah. No, it's much later. It's much earlier, sorry. Okay, okay. um, From the 80s. It's from- he only toured Purple Rain for a few months, and then- I think Man. didn't like how successful he was getting and put out a completely different album. Wow. But like, yeah, it's just, I think it's just called Prince and the Revolution Live. So yeah, if you want to avoid this kind of like icky stuff, but you still want to get the power of Prince. Yeah. And the revolution at the height is like, find that. I think, yeah. That See if it's on like, a streaming service or anything. Yeah. That sounds yeah, like the way to enjoy go. Enjoy that. For sure. Yeah. Mm. Or, you know, just yeah. like jam the album. Cause like. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway um so we go we like there's another weird cut here where like he sort of just goes to sleep after this fairly mm. horrific scene and then wakes up sometime later with um apollonia in his room um which doesn't she wasn't there before uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so, she, so this must have been several days later or something i guess so he says to meet her at eight but the time on the clock is i think it's like 10 past seven yeah. So it's either a mistake or it's a different day. I don't know what's going on. Like, it's, yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. There's a lot of weird stuff happening, especially since he's in the same place. It's a really bad cut, like, for yeah. continuity. But anyway, she's done, like, a sort of Gift of the Magi thing where she sold her anklet that she had earlier to buy that fancy white guitar <laughs> for yeah for prince but he has not reciprocated the gift of the magi in any way <laughs> um and so gives her one of his, his earrings that he's currently wearing <laughs> which yeah. i found to be hysterical um but yeah uh <laughs> and so yeah they just sort of like he's like thank you so much and they have a, an, an embrace and we just get more shots of his creepy puppets being like yeah mm. excellent <laughs> um and then uh we go from that like joyous scene with the guitar and she gets up and says that she's going to join morris's group his the new girl group and he abruptly gets up he like clarifies what she says 
and then he slaps her in the face mirroring like exactly what's going on with his own parents yeah. um which is awful um it's really terrible and also like not the the last time he's gonna like hit her uh <laughs> which is yeah real bad um it is nasty and this is what i meant when this is the scene that's turned now two people off prince they can't yeah. get out of this idea i think like like this is something that's reprehensible yeah for sure and if you're gonna make like it I get that it makes sense in the plot. Like he's trying to escape his father's yeah. legacy. Yes. But he can't. But like, I think having a first time director and a non actor kind of doing this, I think they didn't handle it very well. Oh, totally. In the plot of the movie, yeah. this is not resolved in any way. Like Prince That's is the- a, Yes. Yeah. He is the same person who did all this stuff, like, and hasn't learned the lesson in this instance. Like- he still did this stuff like and is still yeah. definitely capable of doing it again once the credits roll like yeah it's not it, it's left completely unresolved in a really terrible way so i think that's totally yeah. fair but also this is the character of prince and not like that's the character of prince in purple rain the film rather mm, than the prince the man you know yeah. yeah it's the kid rather than prince as you say yeah um, yeah i think that's why he's the only one him and the dad are the only ones who aren't credited by their real names. I oh, think he wow. really wanted to draw this line like, no, no, this is the kid. This is yeah. a character this in is my a character dark drama. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he also like, he delivers this, this line about it. Um, he says, I don't want you in my life this way. He's like trying to control her actions mm. and, and like he's lashing out in the same way that his father is. Um, but like, yeah it's really fucked um and that he's trying to yeah. control her what she does like and he's like you don't know morris you don't know what he's like and she's like well i'm gonna i want to like make it and make my own decisions it's really fucked it's it's she runs out of the scene yeah and i want to do the same so let's do it um <laughs> yeah and yeah we get uh more rehearsal space now where um lisa and wendy just haven't shown up at all um so that's another like pillar in uh the kid's life that is crumbling mm. and um billy pulls him aside um up to the bar where he's hanging out tending bar like in the middle of the day <laughs> um yeah. and yeah just like basically like talks about the problems that the band are having and um yeah he's saying that He's got four potential house bands now and he only needs three. So step it up. Like, I know that you're having problems in the band and I'm sorry, but like, I've got to run a business. So mm. like, watch yourself. <laughs> like, it's it's a good warning um, for Prince to get his act together and stop like acting like a dick. So yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and in response to this, he like goes out on his motorbike and sort of has a contemplative moments around the city uh in montage That's form right. dressed yeah. in full like motorcycle leather as we get when doves cry playing <laughs> yeah um, this is just a full-on music video for when doves cry by the way um just because yeah, we get like shots like full-on shots from previously in the movie brought back here like synced to lyrics in the song um mm yeah it's it's just a music video like i'm pretty sure that this would be cut and released as the music video for when doves cry like an alternate version anyway um yeah so the actual music video proves our theory because the music video 
is scenes from the movie and pretty much this exact thing, but it's also a bunch of scenes of Prince in a bathtub. Oh, so, yeah. Like, just yeah, thinking about like, stuff. MTV were just like, it's too X-rated, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a guy. Just, just chilling yeah. in his bath, you know. Soaking yeah. in the vibe. Oh, amazing. Um, and yeah, so he's just like, it's just, it's just, we get that. And that's, that's, that's all I have to say about it. It's just like a full music video that happens. And then yeah. um, we go to Apollonia, like practicing um, for her, for her performance. Um, I guess doing like an audition kind of thing. Um, we get like the call out to the, the mirror of the domestic abuse in case you didn't put that together. Um, mm. there's like a, the two shots are side by side in this like music video sequence. And yeah. Um, yeah. He like is sort of chilling by a lake as we get into us and them. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, uh, we get into the hardest part of this movie or like one of the harder parts, um, as he arrives home after this and his mum is sitting on the doorstep of the house, just despondent, clearly been beaten uh, badly. And uh, mm. he runs in to like confront his dad, like screaming at him, like, where are you motherfucker? And like sees the house is in like a complete state of disarray. Um, there's like furniture and things smashed everywhere. And <clears throat> he sees the doors to the basement are open and as he goes in there, we get a shot of his father, like, palming a handgun. And as he turns the light switch on to see his father, his, his father shoots himself in the head. Um, Whoa, you've- hold on, no, no, you've jumped very far ahead. Have I? Yeah, yeah, this is like- this is when he watches his dad play piano, isn't it? Oh. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was like- Oh, I didn't realize the handgun was in that. No, no, no. You're right. You're (laughs) so right. I've jumped ahead. The handgun thing is coming up later. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry, listeners. Um, I'll go. He's at the piano. uh, Just having (laughs) having a time. The opposite of a gun. The piano. Yeah, the piano gun. Um, But yeah, it's still bad. Like he's beaten his wife and is like broken stuff in the house. And um, yeah, he's like playing one of his own original songs. um, And doesn't he's like. we see, like, he finishes the song and, like, lifts his hand up off the piano. We see his hands shaking um, again because he's been, like, beating his wife. Uh, mm-hmm. He's, like, unable to play the song properly. Um, pretty awful. Um, yeah. Not quite as awful as shooting yourself in the head, but, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but, yeah, he's playing. He's, he's, they have, a, like, a very, like, muted conversation between each other where, like, clearly this father-son relationship is awfully strained and... Um, yeah, it's pretty wild that um, uh, the kid even became a musician after his father, like, launched into this awful, um, like, downward spiral. Uh, yeah. Just in terms of, like, legacy, it's pretty amazing to see that the kid became, like, a successful musician through all of it anyway. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's very yeah. sad um, because it's- they have, like, a an interaction where he's like, do you have a girlfriend? And... Uh, he said yes and he's like are you thinking about marrying her and and the kid's like i don't know and he says don't get married (laughs) like explaining like as if that that's like justifying all of this behavior it's really awful Um, yeah but yeah the song that the dad is playing is um the guitar solo to prince's song computer blue which is the song the kid plays next which Mm. is very interesting and 
the idea of this film that Eva, the kid yeah. heard his dad in this horrific situation play the piano and then decided to put that as the solo of his like fun sexy computer song or the kid didn't realize it and it's a commentary on how like the kid can't escape Mm. his father's legacy or the third option is that the dad heard prince i heard the kid play it and stole it himself and the kid (laughs) has said because the kid's like did you did you write it and the did you write this and the dad's like no i don't write this down and the kid's probably like Motherfucker, I know you stole this from me. Like, come on. Who are you fooling you? <laughs> Which is my favorite read. Yeah. I hope it's that. Oh, man. Yeah. That's wild. But yes, as you say, we go into Computer Blue now, um, which is performed by the kid. But he's wearing a, a mask, like a masquerade kind of mask, and is shirtless yeah. for this performance. Um, a, a new look. for. It's very charged and sweaty. It's very weird. It's a very odd performance as well. And the bar staff mm. and Billy are not vibing it. Um, this does not fit their category of sexy but not dirty. Um, oh, it's weird. Looking- Billy, Billy's liking this. It's the next song oh, really? that Billy's like, no, that was too sexy. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. He says to Morris, Morris is like, oh, it's pretty empty in here. And for some reason, Billy's like, oh, the kid is on rare form tonight. I thought that was sarcastic. <laughs> I thought he was saying he's in rare form and that he's being like too much, you know, like you are a hundred percent right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's the issue with a band like Pink Floyd playing over this. Someone so earnest is it's very hard to pick up sarcasm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm pretty oh, sure. Man. Yeah. When, when Morris comes in here um, with, with Apollonia to like uh, promote their launch, um, of their their performance uh yeah he he says uh that the kid is in rare form and i think he's just yeah he's saying that like he's like lost his edge effectively in saying that yeah um he's being like way over the top or like overcompensating i think um because he's feeling like he's losing his grip on the band people have left um Mm. it's not good and yeah um we go into darling nikki now on the in the performance uh, which I don't know if you know, but you, you probably do. Uh, pretty sexually charged song. Um, this song is responsible for the uh, explicit tag to be created for music. Um, yeah. So that's pretty wild. <laughs> it's insane, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, he performs this uh, this song basically to like publicly humiliate and torment uh apollonia uh which is not great after like hitting her in a previous scene um but yeah it's it's very very rude very awful and yeah he's sort of like implying that this song is about like how like like slutty their relationship was kind of um yeah yeah uh and yeah it also yeah pisses off billy like even (laughs) further because this is not his vibe um he he, uh yeah so she runs off all upset in tears um he billy is backstage like saying that um the stage is not the place to be working through your personal bullshit does not appreciate this and he basically billy starts directly comparing him to his his father um Mm. which is hard (laughs) it is pretty pretty messed up um 
Yeah, basically saying that he's like lost his touch and is going to go the same way as his father. And like print, like the kid is fully aware that that is like what is happening. Um, yeah, in so many ways, and is very scared of that, but is also falling into those habits. Um, yeah, so Billy's fucking pissed, and he's like, "Fucking watch yourself, because you better be amazing on the next performance, otherwise you're out." Um, mm. And Jerome comes in on behalf of Morris, which I love. He's just like, hey, man, that was fucked up what I just saw. (laughs) (laughs) What was that weirdness? Um, Anyway, uh, Morris was like, we don't approve of that. uh, But we came to drop off tickets to Apollonia's show on opening night. So here you go. Um, And we pretty much go straight there. Um, Mm. They're playing in a bar called Taste. Uh, (laughs) which is a here to unforeseen bar, which is a fucking weird place, by the way. It's got like a table service kind of situation with a bar up the back and a stage to perform on that's really small, but no room for anyone to dance um, at all. It's also got like a mesh backdrop, which I found very strange. Um, But anyway. (laughs) They seem to love mesh and wire in like the 80s. Like that was a big, you know, maybe- they found a lot of wire at some point in 80s America and like it's going everywhere. Yeah. I, at first I thought it was like a, just a chain link fence or something that was behind mm. them. But it, no, it's like it's like rope made to look like it's like fishnet stockings or something that have been stretched oh. across the entire backstage. It's really strange. Mm. Um, but yeah, Apollonia performs uh, the Apollonia 6, Gareth. Um, yeah, is which is three man. people. Yep confusing but <laughs> yeah fair. um yeah the Apollonia- and also in real life it was the vanity six okay and then um the singer vanity didn't want to be in the movie wow. so um they replaced it with apollonia right. and changed the whole band the whole real life band to the apollonia six Whoa. again only three people but um you can see in an early scene morris says vanity and they've just <gasps> dubbed over apollonia oh man those yeah, are different they, they have a lot of different syllables. <laughs> it's yeah. Gotta, gotta be pretty noticeable when you don't have Pink Floyd playing over top. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, they're performing their song, uh, Sex Shooter. Mm. Um, further adding confusion to the whole 6 3 thing, because now we've got yeah. sex as an element for sex. I don't know what's going on. Um, but yeah, uh, they, it's, it's a pretty cool song. Having a good time. A lot of dancing mm. around, you know. Uh, I do love the energy of pretty, pretty much everyone at the club as well, though. Like, everyone's just hanging out at these tables. We see Billy having a grand time. Yeah. Um, Morris and Jerome are in the back, like, incognito at their own club performance, wearing sunglasses inside, which mm-hmm. I found to be very funny that they, like, had to sneak in for some reason. I don't know. Um but also, um, the kid is here, also wearing sunglasses inside, his big, like, circular sunglasses, which he wears when he wants to be brooding and mysterious. And yeah, he spies- the least um, incognito man. Yes, absolutely. Because he's still, like, Prince. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, he also spies Lisa and Wendy here, um, who are enjoying the performance um, and haven't spoken to him in a while, presumably. Um, yeah. Uh, the performance goes well. Uh, Billy heads off to go back to his club and says that this group is good. He goes up to the kid and says, like, your slot is at risk, basically. Mm. Um, 
because this these guys could be the new house band and you need to get it together dude um and yeah uh we cut to outside and morris and apollonia are like wandering the street fucking drunk as skunks uh yeah arm and arm together i think this is sort of like a horrible date rape thing that's about to happen <laughs> um uh yeah. it's, it's not good morris is sort of trying to like he's been angle shooting the entire time to get apollonia into bed um and like now that they are a successful business pairing uh, he's hoping that to get her very drunk and to trick her <laughs> into bed i think is the idea um mm, yeah not great um but yeah so she's very drunk and gives him a big kiss on the cheek and uh for giving her a shot basically and then yeah. out, of, out of the night emerges the kid on his on his bike um driving past full batman again we're in an alleyway um if he could have a cape billowing in the wind and it would not be out of place because he just sails past on the bike and with a single punch like knocks morris into into some like discarded cardboard boxes that exist in all alleyways (laughs) like incredible um yeah velvet batman Prince does love Batman. Like he did the Batman, the first Batman Tim Burton movie, sound, the soundtrack. Nice. And I did read, I think it was a writer from the AV club did position that Prince should have directed a Batman movie. Yeah. So yeah, let's he join should've. that call. Here's yeah. the noir thing going. Like it would have worked, I reckon, you know? Heck yeah. Great soundtrack. It would have been fun. It would have yeah. been dark. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, the, um, the Prince soundtrack that, uh, Prince, the Batman soundtrack that Prince did do mm. as well. I found out he wanted it to be all the Prince songs would be funk songs yeah. from the perspective of the Joker, <laughs> and then he wanted to get Michael Jackson in to do ballads from the from the um, point of view of Batman. Oh man, which is amazing. That would have been incredible. Like as a double album, you've got the like funk Joker A side, and yeah. then the B side is all like dark brooding ballads from michael jackson holy shit that would have sold like gangbusters my god incredible the world would live in now like there wouldn't have been a white queen phoenix joker movie or a jeremy joker because they'll be like no (laughs) we can't top (sighs) the like full michael jackson prince team up album holy shit yeah Uh, god damn uh but anyway, so he drives away where he like beckons Apollonia to like get on the bike and sort of save her from this horrible whatever Morris was planning situation. Um, yeah. But takes her into an even worse situation because he sort of forces a kiss onto her first. And then like they argue and we go into any color you like for this. Um, They're arguing and fighting and he like pins her to the ground. It's it's not good, guys. Like this nah. is like probably worse <laughs> than yeah i don't know it's 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 not good it's like continuing the domestic violence they got domestic violence on one hand and date rape on the other it's like it's a terrible situation for a woman to be in yeah. holy shit um yeah no good uh <sighs> but yeah so she like manages to get away and throws his earring back back onto the ground um saying like fuck you the kid and um yeah she she uh runs away and this is where we get the horrible scene sorry um because yeah the kid comes home finds his house in disarray evidence of a massive fight between his parents and his father shoots himself here 
Mm. This time. This time for real. Um, yeah, no piano. No, no pianos in sight. Um, Imagine if you'd got that scene wrong again and then you suddenly oh realise that scene doesn't happen in the yeah. movie. Oh, no. That would mean, that's my nightmare, dude. If I've, like, fucked up yeah. my notes that bad and we just, like, the episode disappears in, into my never-ending escape of failure. Oh, God. Jesus. Uh. <laughs> Well, yeah, you're like, no way. I mean, obviously, if this was out the window, I'd be terrified. But if you started, like, describing just when you accidentally looked out the window and thought that was still the movie, like, and then a bunch of birds show up. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Just, well, that, that comes later. We get, the, we, get the, we get the birds. There's a song called The Birds. It's fine. <laughs> um, uh, see? Oh, no. I got notes. <laughs> uh, yeah, the police and the EMTs, like, are pretty much immediately on the scene. Um for the sound over this, we just get like strange, like discordant guitar chords in the movie over this mm. like nightmare situation. Um, and, uh, but we're getting any color you like, which is a very bad match. It is, it does work in that there's no, um, no vocals for any of this, uh, on either side of the album. Like, so, like, on the Pink Floyd angle and also in the movie angle. Like, th- this is both mm. instrumentals uh, and, like, a vibe being put out there instead of, like, a, a, a song. Um, but it's it, they are different vibes. <laughs> so, it, there's no sync really there other than that. Um, he, we get, like, a really, like, artful shot of the kid being questioned by police, which is all inaudible. Like, their mouths are moving, but they're, they don't actually make any sound, I believe. Um, pretty yeah. cool. Um, and, yeah, they they disappear, leaving the kid alone in this basement. Um, he's just sitting there and keeps looking over. We go into brain damage for this as the, he keeps looking over to the chalk outline of his father on the ground. They've drawn chalk around the gun in his hand, which I don't think they usually do on chalk outlines, but I can no. um Also, because spoiler is the dad survives, but they drew yeah. a whole chalk outline around him, which is not good, like, medical yeah. attention, guys. No, it's not like a, a crime scene being taken place, which is yeah. when you usually do this, right? Like, yeah. I don't know pretty bizarre but but anyway uh we he's like reckoning with this and like looking between that and the stairwell and this rope and sees a vision of himself like hung um hanging from the ceiling like neck around like rope around his neck sorry um and yeah Hmm. like flies into a panic um because he's seeing that as like a potential future for himself and just starts destroying the basement um knocking all these puppets and potions to the floor um destroying shelves and things and um as we get the chorus rolling in of brain damage um he is like tearing through this chest and only some only halfway through does he realize that this is all the music that his father wrote and had stashed Mm. away in this little chest like it's all sheet music that he's throwing around the room um, and it sort of gives him pause because he sees his father's name written atop the the sheet music. Um, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then presumably, again, he just like goes to sleep because there's another really weird cut here <laughs> where he's just waking up in like a nest made from sheet music. Um, very <laughs> yeah. strange. 
and yeah he like goes into the other room and puts on um the demo that uh the girls gave him from his band and begins composing over it we just hear him in the other room play this track over and over again because we we like see him walk into another room and we just get a shot of the hallway for a long while as we hearing we would be hearing this tape play yeah i thought um the movie no it's fully intentional um because he's like trying to figure it out and as he like finds the the what he wants to do with this material um we enter the room behind him as he starts to play at the piano Mm. um yeah he's got a gun in his hand no (laughs) he doesn't Uh, (laughs) uh but yeah, um, we're getting like the it, it, him at the piano playing along with this um, this demo uh, does fit with brain damage because we're like tailing out the here and we're getting the like synth leads coming in for the for the tail end of that song before we get like the bombastic final part for Eclipse. Um, mm. So that worked. Um, and yeah, he's just uh, we see him like. Back, I only put this together later, but um, he's actually backstage after this, just waiting for the time to go on stage and prove himself here. But we just see him like sat contemplating in front of a mirror as we go into Eclipse. And we're back at the nightclub for this final performance sequence. Um, everyone is performing for their shot. All the house band potentials are all here. And Billy is like yeah. up the back. Um, and the crowd watching on and uh yeah whether we see the time up there doing their thing dancing with the mirror here and they're playing the song the bird gareth which i'm not oh! making up <laughs> that was wow. real these weren't birds that i saw outside the the window okay um <laughs> everyone's flapping like birds um you know it's it's a good time so like it's a, I an, an wish easy I'd to dance to song yeah yeah <laughs> no Secretly, I've got my own, like, brain damage into Eclipse going on. <laughs> I'm manifest destining this into the movie. Um, you know, just <laughs> suffering from dementia slowly. But And you're just humoring me. But no, it's not true. <laughs> yeah. It's all real. Um, There's no one at the other end of this Discord line. Oh, no. Don't tell me that. This is not, oh, sorry. This is not a good... This is a very dark part of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And it's to be noted that we record this quite late at night, so it's very easy for us to trick each other that we're dreaming. (laughs) That we're losing our grip on reality, yeah. Yeah. It's just, that's what the the sunset years of this podcast are going to be. Just (laughs) us slowly, like, descending into madness, I think. Oh, no. Um, Yeah, we're in the 80s now. I feel like it has been the whole time, honestly, but it's just been a slow burn (laughs) up until now. It's only we've only just noticed. Um but yeah. Oh yeah. God. Oh no. Uh so yeah, the the we're getting the bird um mm. grooving along to a good time as we go into the third and final play of the album. Um because uh basically I, I like to think that the the times part is done for this movie and they're saying like, all right, we're out. Now now we get the final yeah. play, which is what you want to hear. Like, this is the real stuff from now on. Mm. <laughs> um, and yeah, the backsta- backstage, um, the revolution, the band are just all waiting in silence as we go into this third play as well. So we're just having heartbeats over just like shots of members of the band's face, faces rather. Um, 
Yeah. And yeah, that fits really well. I like that a lot. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, uh, they finish up their song and we get into the screams of uh, Breathe. And um, yeah, Morris is like wandering down the hall like being backed by his band saying like, you're great, Morris, the revolution, who, who like, I don't care. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just like having a great time. And Morris taunts the kid from the, from the doorway, just says, how's the family, which is fucked, man, dude, yeah. low blow, not cool, man. Um, you've been a goofball up until now, but dude, oof, no good. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Uh, but yeah, um, doesn't even react to that. Just keeps going. Um, and then all his band members like wander off down the hall. But um, Morris stays in the hallway and sort of like nervously lights a cigarette. And I think this is sort of implying that he is still worried about like what is going to happen now. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. He's not like, I think it was all bravado for his band and he doesn't really... It sort of leaves him in this like middle middling place. We aren't really sure what happens to Morris after this. I think we get one more shot of him later in the mm. movie, but yeah, um, I, I would, yeah, I would like it if we sort of left him here. Um, I think that that would be the cleanest end for Morris. Where like where he's like just doubting himself in the moment, you know. I think yeah. that's a fitting end for the character. Uh, but anyway, uh, the revolution hit stage. Um, with middling applause and um, they're just yeah the kid is just looking out over stony faced uh, punters here at the bar bar. Um, and yeah he's just like looking out over them and yeah he dedicates the song that he's about to perform to his father and then says that it's a song that the girls in the band wrote Lisa and Wendy um and yeah, then he launches into Purple Rain, um, mm. which was the demo the whole time, in case you didn't realize. Um, you can sort of pick it up. It's not really clear, like, when it's just the rhythm section that that's what it is. Um, mm. But yeah, we get, like, a really great rendition of Purple Rain <laughs> yeah. uh, for this film. And it's, um, for us, I was... Uh, we get we're in on the run for the start of this performance of purple rain and while that this is i feel it's tough because purple rain i would say that on the run isn't the purple rain of the album it just isn't like yeah it's it's uh but i would say that it is a fitting track for this like incredibly tense moment like make or break moment in the movie like this is like a very high drama moment and i think it fits oh, yeah. well there like in terms of in terms of tone in that way like they they aren't like it's not the huge like triumphant single um but i don't know what would be i guess breathe like i don't know yeah maybe um brain damage because it's the yeah, like, brain damage, title actually. track as well yeah, yeah that would work better um but yeah, it's yeah. So I'm pretty torn on this, like in mm. terms of whether or not this is a sync. This is like the hardest I've debated, like oh. where a song has been playing in a movie. I think for yeah for the show. Well, this if is- it was if it was any other kind of movie, like if this was a sports movie and this was the big game, yeah, right, where the kid had to defeat Morris at like 
uh, soccer. It would this work. This would be perfect for it. Or if it was an action movie and they were fighting, this would be perfect for it. Yeah. It's just simply because it's a music movie and music yeah. is playing and we know it's a different song. It's a concert performance of a completely different song that has its own, like, mystique and, like, aura to it. Yeah. It's, it, and matching that we have to consider, like, ignoring that would be to, like... It, it would be doing a disservice to both parts, you know, like, yeah, we have to see how that those two match together effectively. Um, and it's really tough. I, I really struggled because I, like the difference between it matching the movie and it matching the song is, is oceans apart. Um, mm. Yeah. I had to pause the movie and think about it for a long time. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess. We have to ask this question is, would this movie, would this movie be a success if all the Prince music was the music from Dark Side of the Moon instead? I don't know. I don't think so. Probably not. Um, it wouldn't have I, I don't think it would have worked as the, as the plot. Like, the, I don't know. Even like the, the, the like lyrical content of Purple Rain doesn't really match the- the like theme of the movie like a lot of this exactly. album is like a fun sort of party album um yeah but like and purple rain is this like amazing ballad but it doesn't yeah it's not a great like fit in the same kind of way but i don't know it's really tough yeah because dark side of the moon is about like it's about losing control and yeah you know, it's a, you know, it's actually about a band member who had to leave the band because of his personal life, which mm. is a lot of what Purple Rain's about. Yeah. Uh, Purple Rain the movie. Yeah, whereas Purple... It's almost... You'd almost want to give Purple Rain to something like um, The Fifth Element or something, which is like a yeah. sexy space movie. Or like if there's a, I don't know, a movie about sex and religion, that's <laughs> more Purple Rain speed. But... Um, yeah, I don't know. This is, this is some crunchy stuff we're butting against, but I'm reminded of Tommy by The Who, and then through that, I'm reminded of this tale of the hedgehog and the fox, where the hedgehog knows one thing, but the fox knows many things, and I just love that I still remember this quote. Um, (laughs) You know, so like the- the fox side of it will say there's a lot of emotional things, but then the hedgehog mm. side will say that they're different songs. So, okay. Yeah. We're back in that situation, which we, are- we did clean out to a five, but we're not quite at that point of All this right, yeah. show. Although plot wise, we pretty much are. Yeah. So I feel like this is sort of like a halfway sync. It's, it's tough. Mm. There's a, there's a lot going on and I'm, I'm glad we like covered it off because I would say this is like, this is a huge part of the movie. Like, uh, yeah. so but yeah um anyway um uh, <laughs> so yeah we get a couple of because we're in on the run we get the like the signpost sings here as well um which don't mm. really match up majorly with any part of the song we get sort of a transition to a chorus just after the crash sound happens and the uh clocks come in signifying a solo that's about to kick off but um nothing really close enough that i'd call it a sync um oh yeah yeah uh we do over the omin- ominous incoming chords of time we get my favorite gif of all time coming oh. in 
from this movie, yes. which is the slow nod that Billy gives to this guitar solo that's wailing away. It, it's such a good thing. I send it to so many people because it just sums yeah. up. Yeah. Oh, it's, 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 a, it's a great shot of just it's Billy. It's perfect. It's um, short nod, short nod. No. Yeah. Short, short long long nod which i think is morse code yeah. for eit if that helps anyone all right um uh everyone is turned i don't, I yeah. don't know nope, everyone mind. is turned by the music of prince you know billy is turned yeah. in this moment turned he towards print uh the kid getting to play at his club for more times yeah it's true i guess so yeah everyone um, is turned there you go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as the solo ends um, for this, like the solo and the performance at the end of the song, um, uh, Pink Floyd also, like they trade off on solo because we go into the time solo as soon as that mm. one ends, which I, I thought was pretty cool. <laughs> it's like they were handing it over um, because they start carrying it as... Um, the kid runs off stage at the end of this very emotionally um, draining performance and is sort of ready to like drive off into the distance, never to be seen again on his motorcycle because he runs yeah. all the way out of the club um, and uh, like sort of very upset. But uh, here's in the background, the crowd like applauding him and loving it. And he turns around to come back in. And is like welcomed with open arms. Everyone's applauding, like flanking backstage. I don't know how everyone got here. But <laughs> yeah, it's so busy. Yeah. Um, and yes, Apollonia's also uh, in here and like gives him a hug and a kiss and sends him back out there um, for an encore um, performance of uh, the remainder of the album because <laughs> yeah. there are a couple <laughs> songs left, which is funny. Um, and yeah. Uh, they get into I Would Die For You, which is like a, a more happy song, <laughs> mm. uh, more fun. Uh, One of my like easily top five Prince songs. Wow. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, Fair. I love it. Fair. I like it. Um, and yeah, this is uh, this. Uh, we get like sort of like I think what the editor was just throwing in like the wrapping up shots <laughs> of this movie because- we just get a few little extra sequences thrown in here just to wrap mm. things up with no dialogue. Um, we see the kid visiting his mother and father in hospital, both still alive, as you said. Um, I think we did see that the the father was alive in, uh, when he was being tended to by the EMTs, um, but it was touch and go, obviously. Um, yeah. Prince wanted the father to pass away. Yeah. And like it to be darker, but I think they last minute were like, oh, nah, like, that's, nah that's right. He can survive. Live. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, weird mm. choice, but whatever. Um, yeah. To f to have something so, like, uh, not at all arbitrary decided <laughs> for you by the studio. Like, geez. Um, anyway. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we get a, a shot of him sorting through his father's sheet music collection, which is strewn all over the basement still. And, like, him having a cry to himself as he puts it all, like, into neat little piles. Yeah. Um, mm. And yeah, uh, his his eyes uh, rest on the earring that uh, Apollonia uh, threw to the ground 
um, after that really awful sequence. And um, he like tosses it up into the air and she is there on the stairwell having like forgiven yeah. him, I guess. Um, again, I feel like this is not earned, but um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, but yeah, they're back together and uh, they kiss. And yeah, we close out the rest of this encore performance with every like all the plot being wrapped up. We've just got like a full song now <laughs> left to do. Um, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, we just like cut back to this being like a full concert film. I keep forgetting that that's the case. Um, oh, because yeah, uh, see, I'm the opposite. I forgot the plot and just remember the concert film. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, fair enough. Um, and yeah, we go into uh, "Baby, I'm a Star" as the closer here, and yeah. um, it's it's kind of weird pacing wise that we have no real plot left, but it's just like a fun sort of celebration at the end of the film. We also see like the characters rocking out in um, in the crowd, enjoying the show, like all the all the extraneous characters like um, Morris and Jerome are here, Billy's here, um, the club people are here other members of other bands yeah um but yeah uh and it's yeah. it's a fun performance bit because uh the kid is roaming all over the stage like jumping up on uh top of amps and stealing people's hats and just <laughs> yeah he does a backwards stage dive at one point which is insane um hmm. like a trust fall into the crowd uh pretty nuts um and at the end, he picks up this, like, prop guitar and starts, like, spraying stuff out the end of the guitar oh, onto yeah. the crowd. Uh, not sure what to make of this. <laughs> it's pretty it's clear what this too- is implying. Yeah, and it's way too much information to be literally the second to last shot of this film. It's like, oh, he's got yeah. a guitar that's also a hose. And then it's yeah. like, no time, movie's over. Nope, it's done because we get uh, the credits, uh, yeah. which is just like Prince like turning and looking over his shoulder and then freeze framing <laughs> as the credits roll over it, which is very funny. Yeah, <laughs> he's just giving you a big old smile as the as the credits roll over, and we get like sort of a medley of the songs on um, uh, the album play over the credits, but we get yeah. um, money tying up. Uh, mm. and like I think we get like a few seconds of great gig before the movie ends uh, and there you go uh, what did you think how did it sink Gareth oh boy oh boy well you know I'm reminded of a certain fox and a hedgehog mate it's no, um, mm. but it is it's we're in the same situation we were with Tommy which is uh, you know a yes. film based on a different album but whereas Tommy fully intentionally yeah tommy is um entirely sung through so there's no dialogue which is usually you know the idea of a soundtrack is to soundtrack dialogue but also there's no concert footage so you Mm. can kind of squint and imagine they're playing the same song so we're kind of we're pushed in both directions yeah and i think where that pulls back is this might be another one kind of dead in a strange middle yeah yeah like yes. maybe a low five or maybe yeah i don't know what's your opinion yeah i was feeling like four on this i think that um that yeah mm. tommy was like edged out and that it like had more of a like a plot going on and that that movie was designed for a story it's closer to a movie like yeah 
you know like there's like the plot and the album in this movie are not as closely tied and so there were like it was like there were sort of three competing elements um mm. which was even harder so um than what we usually do uh but mm. like at least the other two like were they were joined together more like with more care than what we usually do but um <laughs> i would say yeah i would say it made for a harder uh a harder sinking challenge here where it was difficult to to catch many things going on, especially since we like I basically had zero with um like during a performance. I was like, yeah. well, like I, I had that one where things were sort of in time with dancing, like right near the start with the time thing, yeah. the time, time, time thing. Um, but other than that, not really anything going on. So uh, and then like a couple extraneous like plot sinks here and there. So I'm feeling like three or four, honestly. Uh, yeah, I reckon. It's either a three or it's an unpronounceable symbol. Okay. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. And yeah. it's just like somewhere in the graph, it's like moving and you're like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How is that happening? Uh, but yeah. It's a strange it's- symbol that just slides between three and five constantly. <laughs> Yeah, and like through like the Beautiful. wrong axis as well. Like it starts going into other people's <laughs> like points on the graph, and you're like, "What?" Um, and it sometimes shows up on a different graph. You're like looking at your company's returns, yeah, and you see someone else's graph. Synced. Just ruin someone yeah. like someone's project. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Okay. All good. Uh, what are we? What are we? What are we? What are we doing next week, Gareth? Oh. Lay it on me. Well, there's a sort of a final boss to this podcast, a villain who's emerged throughout the show. And it feels like we've been we've been training, really training to face this Mm. guy, because what we've learned is with the actor Tom Hanks, who is, by (laughs) all accounts, the nicest, most charming person, completely Mm. lovable. Whenever the music of Pink Floyd plays over one of his movies, he turns into like a soulless, evil being. So I thought, what happens yes. if we take a movie where they've done that work for us? They've somehow, <laughs> through just a weird use of technology, turned Tom Hanks into a soulless, fake being mm. already. And then we just got to chuck the Pink Floyd on and see maybe it goes the other way. Maybe we love him again. Maybe. So that's why we're going to be watching... Robert Zemeckis's The Polar Express, starring oh. Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks, and more Tom Hanks. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. More, more jingling of bells on the horizon then. That's exciting. Oh, yes. Man. Okay. Yeah. Oh, very exciting. We've got, <laughs> we've got all the elements of a good show in the making there. I'm, thr- I'm thrilled. <laughs> Your tone... Just bring it back to the jingling of bells. Your tone is a lot like a mum who their son has opened a Christmas present that the mum's not that keen on and the kids not that keen on. And you're just like, wow, cool. No, dude, I am am for real excited. It is just that we have been recording for two hours and I am like- I am, I've already established that I am not sure if this, any of this is real. So it's sort of, yeah, it's difficult for me to give a true reaction. I'm trying my best. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god i'm gonna wake okay. up tomorrow and we're watching training day or something that's just what i thought <laughs> you were gonna launch into but no oh uh, yeah man okay cool i am excited for real <laughs> let's do it All so right. floyd get at us socials yeah we've still got them Oh, yeah. And look forward to the Jeromes playing at a local community centre near you, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. As soon as we can get together and find large enough mirrors. um, Mm, These mirrors have to be pretty large. Yeah, definitely. Oh, my God. Yeah. They're most of what's (laughs) keeping this band together, you know? Yeah. Um, You and and your mirror and me and my mirror ride in different tour buses. Yeah. I hope so. that's, That's in my rider. Good. Well, until next time, listeners, um, I've been Gareth Blackler and my mirror. I've been James Barron and my mirror. I'm Jerome number two. Ooh. And yeah, Sink Floyd Pod, thanks for listening. And until next time, I only want to see you bathing in that purple rain. In that purple rain, purple rain. Goodbye. See ya. (laughs) Oh, it was a bit deep voiced for, for Prince, but that's Yeah, the man of a famous falsetto. I can't, I don't have a falsetto anymore. It's gone. It's oh, tragically no. lost. I'm a, I'm a baritone bass boy. Now, James Baritone. James, I'm, I've been James Baritone. <laughs>